Welcome back to the Buffalo Bench. We are happy to have you here on another beautiful Sunday. I understand it's raining right now, but it was beautiful all day. The weather's been great all week. 70s, 80s. Got my tan on, a little burnt. Graham, how was how was your week? Are you yeah, outside? You inside? looked like you looked like a lobster the other day when I saw you. Yeah, I, I dude, I was laughing hysterically. Um, my week was pretty good. I'm happy to be back to work again this week. Always happy to be going back to work. Uh, you know, I took care of some personal things this weekend. Made me happy. Shout out to my little brother. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Alex. What up? What up? What up, kid? <laughs> happy birthday. Did you were you working outside at all, or did you have to work and stay away from the sun? So. I was in and out a okay. lot. When okay. I was outside, it was hot, hot, though, and I was right. not happy. And I kept grabbing black pipe, <laughs> it was and, uh, and it was hot, hot whenever I'd pick it up. So I had to wear gloves the whole Some week, of the days were, like, gloves. scolding hot. Yeah. Right? Like, especially if I was working on the pavement. Oh, man. But, hey, I needed the sun. It was a little pasty. Probably could have made your uh, eyes go blind, but we got it done. So... Along with that, there's a lot that's been going on in the Buffalo sports world as well, the Buffalo Bills. We're going to dive into that first here. Um, but right before we get going, we want to make sure you guys know that we have some merch out. Um, it's your choice if you want to go check it out, but there is an option now. We are definitely in that avenue. We're able to uh, set up this website. The link is on our Facebook. And basically, just go through Twitch, and uh, it'll get delivered right to your house. It doesn't even go through us. It comes right to you. So... Make sure you check out our merch. I'm pretty excited about our merch. Dude, our merch looks freaking phenomenal. I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited about it. I love the logos that we have chosen and, and you guys have designed, you and Greg. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Greg, our producer. He's here with us today. Yep. Greg, if you want to pop in, say hello to everybody. Um, but yeah, our, I, our logos, they look great. Uh, the designs of the clothing itself look really good. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited. I never thought we'd get to this point, but thank you everybody for following us and and you know staying on this path with us. It's been a great journey, and we're happy to continue it. But again, thank you, Greg, for being here today as well. Um, obviously, everything you guys see on your screens is what Greg's done for us here, so we're very appreciative, Greg. Um, so the Buffalo Bills, yeah, go out making some moves. We got a new signing, defensive tackle. We'll talk about him in a minute. DeMar Hamlin finally signed his rookie contract. We'll talk about that in a second. But the biggest news so far is the hiring of Sophia Luan. Uh, the new offensive assistant coach. Yes. I am I think it's pretty cool. I know that we had um, like a defense or a special teams quality control coordinator who was a woman last year. Yeah. Um, Catherine, or not last year, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Catherine something. Oh, geez. What I can't her? remember. I can't, I can't remember, remember who I met yesterday, but right. there is another one that we hired last year yet. But yeah, it's it's cool. I, I'm I'm into it. I think it's gonna be helpful. I guess she was a wide receivers coach for a high school a while back. Yeah. Um, and she was quality control at Stanford last year for no, uh, Princeton. 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 I knew it was one of those Ivy yeah. League schools. It was actually kind of cool too, because she actually used to be a former training camp assistant here in Buffalo, and then went to New Jersey to do the high school stint. Then went to Princeton. So she's been all over. She's been putting her time in, and finally the Bills are like, hey. Come on back. We like what you did, uh, giving her a full-time job, so that's awesome. Uh, I think it's cool. It's a movement we've seen the past couple of years with women making their move into the NFL, whether it's a referee, a coach, special teams, weightlifting, you name it, they're in there now. And yeah. it's awesome to see the movement going forward and everybody tagging along to make it happen. So, Sophia, congratulations here from Welcome the Welcome to Buffalo. Yes. Hopefully you can handle uh, jumping through tables and drinking the back blue. 
Like, uh, <laughs> um, like I said, Demar Hamlin, I believe, was the last rookie to sign out of our draft picks. And he's the one that I'm – I wouldn't say the most excited about, but he's definitely the one that I think has yeah, uh, like the most potential to make this team mm-hmm. uh, based on the fact that he is a safety. We don't have – a lot of depth in in the secondary right now at safety. Mm-hmm. He's he's got a good chance of making this team. And him and Dane Jackson both played at Pitt together in college. I'm I'm really excited about this kid. I love that he finally got his deal done because that means that he's he's locked in for yeah. for at least three years. Three, I believe. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. it's three years for, for later round draft picks. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I like about Demar Hamlin and something that a lot of the news outlets that I've been looking into myself throughout the weeks have said that we're starting to see kind of the DNA with this front office of the kind of players that they want to bring in at these types of positions, you know, whether it's safety, defensive end, offensive line, linebackers, there's a certain DNA we're looking for. And I think DeMar Hamlin really fits that mold. Uh, If you go back and you look at Saran Neal and Jaquan Johnson, these are guys, they're not the fastest dudes in the league, but they're guys who are going to come up into the box and they, they can stuff the run. They're not afraid to tackle. They're not, and they're always, they always find a way around the ball. So I know that we like Jaquan Johnson coming out of the draft. We've liked what Saran Neal's done because he, he can slide into the nickel for us. Right. He can play, uh, he can come in for either Poyer or Hyde, and we really don't skip that much of a beat. Well, and, and he can play the outside at corner, right. which he had to do a couple times last year. So I, I like the DNA that we're going for with the safeties. And I think it's something that we need because the tight ends are a big part of the game now. And if we can find some hybrid safeties who can come down and man coverage these dudes without sacrificing a corner or a linebacker on them, that'd be that'd be clutch in my opinion. Yeah. That'd be real clutch. I, I think putting a guy up there like Saran Neal and your Jaquan Johnsons and DeMar Hamlin's on it, Kelsey or an Ertz or something is better than, you know, Taron Johnson, in my opinion. Yeah, because Taron Johnson just doesn't quite have the size. Right, the bodies just, are just yeah. too too big in uh, comparison. Tell you what, though, Taron Johnson. Yeah, man. He's, he, I'm he's not legit. saying anything from him. I'm just right. saying if you want to set up a good scheme, I, I just like what they're doing because these guys can come into the box. They can smack the running backs. They're not afraid to put their nose where the ball is. And I, I'm still excited to see what Jaquan does, too. And – Staying young behind Poyer and Hyde, teaching all these youngsters uh, the system here in Buffalo, that's clutch to have. I think I think the Bills are really making out good with, with their secondary room. Um, another note, Jack Anderson, uh, our sixth round pick, I believe. No, seventh. Seventh round pick. Um, has been taking a bunch of reps at center and guard. So I don't really know what that's at, bo- at both guards and at center. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what that means because we've got – They're trying to – they want – all these guys to just be as much of a utility player as possible, plug and play across the offensive line. Having versatility is so important, especially when guys go down. That and this kid and the other two kids that we drafted in the draft, Spencer Brown and um, and, Tommy and Tommy Doyle, they want all of them to be able to fit into that offensive line at, at anywhere, basically. Yeah. <laughs> they, they want to be able to just plug them in and go, mm-hmm. especially with – I mean, you got Daryl Williams' contract. Is, is He's getting tackle money, starting, well, that, starter money. Yeah, the, he's definitely doing it. I know Feliciano, a lot of people said that we got a deal on him, but he's still getting paid pretty good money. Right. Like Boker. I'm just kind of wondering if this means that we're going to see some of these guys departure. I know we saw Jameel Douglas, and I forget the other guy that we brought in here before the draft. Hart. His, yeah, Bobby Hart. Bobby Hart. I mean, those guys are just battling for backups too. 
it just kind of tells me that they're trying to find this kid a spot. Right. They're trying to give him every opportunity well, that th- they can to honestly, make man, this roster. I think a lot of it comes down to these three guys and their freaking size. Like, you look at these three guys, they're, they're massive human beings. They really are. Not to mention the fact that they are very skilled athletes. Yep. So you want to try to find a place for them and, put them, and put them in your lineup. Because because, I would, because of, Just because of their size and the way that they can move. Right. So if you have to sacrifice a guy like Cody Ford, a guy like – Darrell Williams, a guy like Mitch Morris. If Mitch Morris ends up going down for mm-hmm. another concussion, mm-hmm. uh, Feliciano. Hold on. God bless. Oh, thank you. Um, but if if for some reason any of those guys go down, you want one of these guys ready to go. Absolutely. And the and the fact that Mitch Morris is aging, he's got those concussion problems. That's a guy that you might end up losing after this year. Darrell Williams's contract might become an issue at some point. Uh, Feliciano might decide to retire. It, 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 who knows? Mm-hmm. You you got a lot of young guys in in the stable in the bullpen, if if you would, mm-hmm. and you want them to be ready to go. You also want them to know every position, so that way when Absolutely. when the time comes, you hey, step up. Hey, this is where you're gonna go. Yeah, that's how you win Super Bowls. Yeah, that's how you win Super Bowls. Yeah, you continue to have that depth with young talent and, and teaching them any position on the offensive line. I think it's a great move having yep. this kid learning just, all three positions. I'm looking at it like it's crowded in there. You it know, is. you got you got Morse, you got Feliciano, you've got Boker, you got Ford, you've got now Anderson, Jameel Douglas, a bunch I of I mean, guys. not to mention Deion Dawkins. Yeah. But I'm just talking the guards inside right. alone. I mean, you just trying to sit behind one of those guys is gonna be a task. So right. I I like the fact that they're giving him the opportunity though to really show his skill set and to show his versatility, because that's really what it takes to make this roster now is both on offense and defense, is how versatile are you? Are you just somebody who can come in and just play the left guard position? Or are you somebody who can come in and play all three, kind of like Jack? Are you somebody who's, like, in my opinion, a below uh, the Powell guy that we signed? Just a kick returner, really. Oh, or like Powell. Yeah, or a speedster, just a straight runner. Right. Um, it's guys like that who I think are really going to have to show a different gear in that specialty right. to make this roster. But – both sides of the ball, you gotta you gotta be able to play at least two or three positions. I mean, even look at our defensive line. You talk about the guys we took in the draft with Boogie Basham, Greg Rousseau. Both those dudes are known for being able to kick it inside, outside. Uh, Greg could stand up in a three-four if he wanted to. Boogie could probably play a strong side D end in a three-four if he wanted to. Yeah. I mean, these guys are aggressive. They use their hands, and that's what allows them to be versatile along that D line. And guys like our favorite, at least one of my favorites, is Harrison Phillips. I think Harrison Phillips might be on the chopping block this I, year. I along, 100% think he along is. Along with uh, Star Latulale. I mean, because the, the news coming out of camp with Boogie Bash McGregor shows, they're showing speed that we haven't seen in a while, both on the edge and inside. That's, yeah. And that's in comparison to Ed Oliver, who apparently was the best defensive tackle in his draft class. And most explosive. So if they're if these guys are really set in another gear, defensive line better wake up because there's there's some cuts coming that might might not be so surprising, but you might just be surprised because they're so deep there that I mean, you can ex, you're you can make them expendable. Well, not only that, I mean you look at you look at Jerry Hughes's contract. Jerry Hughes, beloved by Buffalo fandom, great dude. He he's done awesome things in the community, but his contract might make him expendable now this year, if especially if Rousseau and Basham are doing as well as they are. 
Not to mention AJ Epinesa has a lot to prove. He was mm-hmm. he was highly touted last year. Didn't really get as many reps as he wanted. Mm-hmm. And it, Mario Addison's getting older in age. His they were talking about releasing him at the beginning of yep. the year before he restructured. So there's a lot going on with this defensive line, yeah. Not, and the offensive line, man. Like we were touching on it, and and it's going to be hard to make either of the front seven for this team. I I honestly think whoever gets cut on our front on the fronts of our two sides are going to get signed almost immediately. Yeah. Like if, I mean, if you Harrison look, Ford went out in free agency, somebody's Harrison picking Phillips. Up. Harrison Phillips, I'm sorry, went out. Somebody's picking him up. Same thing with right. Daryl Johnson, the right. other Dion we took, because if his, he's got the measurables that everybody's looking for. I, I think, I don't think Daryl Johnson's going to make the cut this year. He might not. I mean, we got camp favorites like Mike Love here as well, who have been here for forever, probably right. like three years being on the practice squad and everybody's waiting for him to make that jump. Um, there's just so much competition, and it, it's kind of turning into, I hate to say it, a, a Patriot-esque system in a way where the fan base, if you if you were talking to a Patriots fan during the, the runs that they made with the Super Bowls, they didn't even care who was at wide receiver, who played D-tackle, nothing. That's because you had Tom they, Brady. But, no, they were just like – they were like, we don't care who it is. Whoever it is is going to be well coached and right. they're going to do their job. Like, right. it doesn't matter who's there. All right, we let Dion Branch go. Okay, whatever. We're still winning. Bring in Randy Moss. You know, you're like, I, it's I hard. Get what you're saying. It's hard for a fan, I feel like nowadays. You know, there's a lot of fans out there who try to buy jerseys where guys could be on the team for five plus years. I mean, and there's certain guys on this roster who are locked into that, but. When it comes to those fringe starters slash backup roles, I mean, this is a guys that are fan basis. favorites. Yeah, like this is like a year Harrison Phillips. Yeah, you can't. I mean, it used to be a time when, you know, I don't know. Let's throw out Roscoe Parrish. That dude wouldn't even step foot on the field right now for the Buffalo Bills. No, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't. He wouldn't even. He wouldn't even be signed to a contract. I love Roscoe Parrish. Yeah, I remember I loved seeing him, him uh, return a punt. Yeah, my, for, at my first ever preseason game that I ever attended. Um, and uh, he returned it for a touchdown. But I'm I'm going to bounce off of what you're saying here, and I'm going to say I, I 100% agree that it's going to be hard. I think that you could use some of these guys in trades, though. Yeah. Not so much letting them walk away, but being like, okay, well, listen, this guy's not going to make our team. We don't want to cut him, but we want to get something for him. Right. Like, shoot us like a fifth-round pick, because we know he's got fifth – like, he's above a fifth-round of value. Yeah. But now you know he's not making our team. Right. So let like let's be fair, and this will make sure that you guys get him, and he doesn't decide to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I could I could see that happening. I'm really excited to see how the defensive line shapes out because I'm a huge Harrison I'm Phillips all, fan. Man. I'm just I'm ready. Last year too. I mean, Justin Zimmer stepping up. He's another guy that's going to be fine. I mean, all these guys are good, just going to be they're going to be fighting, and uh, it's a it's a cruel world. I mean, it's it's easy as a fan to look in on this sport and judge these guys and, and try to think you know everything. But these dudes literally have to go out there every day and show you something different. Like, they can't be the same player they were yesterday. Every single day has to be better in some capacity or else it's a short-lived life. You're out. Like, it, it's it's ridiculous. There's a lot of pressure that goes into this other than just playing the sport because there's I know there's a lot of fans out there and a lot of people are like, wow, you run around and you chase guys with footballs and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? There's a lot of work that goes into becoming the player that these guys are to get this opportunity. So super excited. I think we're going to have some really surprise cuts, at least one. 
I think we're going to have one that shocks the fan base, but won't be shocking in terms of. Honestly, I see two or three. You do? Yeah. I mean, I, just yeah. with, the, with what they brought in in the offseason. Excuse me. What they brought in throughout the draft and free agency. Yep. And who's returning. It, it's, yeah, you return 21 to 22 starters. Mm-hmm. But. I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it, there's there's going to be something crazy that happens. Not to mention, you still got three mil against the cap, or three mil in cap space right now. There's still potential that you could bring somebody else in. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. I speaking of that, I did want to address something that I've seen uh, a lot in the last week. I've seen a lot of rumors about people wanting to trade for Julio Jones. I understand wanting to trade for Julio Jones. Do mm-hmm. you? I understand why people would want it, but is it feasible in my opinion? It's not. I just I just want I want to put that out there. It is not possible at this current time to get Julio Jones. Right. We only have 3 million in cap space. <laughs> he costs 23 million. Yeah. Sure. So you you'd be you you'd have to release a whole bunch of guys just to get him. Yep. And it's it's not a position of immediate need for the Bills. Look at our wide receiver core already. You got uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs, uh, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah Hodgins, uh, Isaiah McKenzie. You got you got guys that that are able to do it. Maybe not at the same caliber as Julio. I would I would say that Stephon is better than Julio at this current time. I mean, there's no, there's no question that Julio is a premier player. So. Right, right. I'm not saying he's not going to help the team. Right. I'm saying that it's just not. We're good with what we have, and we don't have the cap available to go out and get him. If we did have the cap available or we were close, I would definitely say go out and get him. Use every piece that you can to get this guy because who's not going to want a Julio Jones? Right. Who every every team in the NFL could use a Julio Jones. Absolutely. Let's 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 be real about that. It's it's whether you need him more than you need other players and we need other players more than we need Julio, Julio Jones, Jones right now. Yep. So I agree. 100%. Just wanted to throw that out there cuz I I'd had been I had been seeing it a lot on the Facebook page, people arguing over it. It's just not feasible for us to do it. With that being said, the Patriots are a possible destination for him if they release uh, Stephon Gilmore, our yep. old buddy. Yep. And uh, don't I'm, you love it? I mean, even even <laughs> the Jets are a possible possibility. Every team looks at that and goes, "Okay, we could we could use him." Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, even I'm when sure the Bills this, yeah. when the Bills were talking about Antonio Brown being on the market, they said at least we called. Everybody's right. gonna call and and uh, get the price for him and figure out if they can work with it. Um. One thing I am excited for, though, bringing it back to Bills Camp real quick, is just if if Rousseau and them are showing this young spark, and then they haven't even been mentored by Bruce Smith yet or Eric Washington. I mean, Eric Washington said that Greg Rousseau he knocked it out of the park when it came to his pre-draft interview, probably the best interview he's had in his career. Um, and to to know that there's so much promise with these kids, man, I. We've been dying for a pass rush. Like, Jerry Hughes gets there. He just doesn't get the sack. He puts the pressure on. He just doesn't get it. Like, we're looking for the next Bruce Smith on this team, honestly. It's the one thing of our generation that we haven't seen yet. I mean, we went through the Aaron Schobel and Chris Kelsey years, and we brought in Mario Williams for a little while. Um, But, like, we never had our homegrown Bruce Smith. And uh, I'm excited to see what 
me this, too. What this player can turn into with Bruce. So make sure you like, follow, share, Twitter, Twitch, anywhere you watch your podcast, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Let us know what you think. Do you think Harrison Phillips is on the chopping block? Is Starla Tule on the chopping block? Again, we did sign Trayvon Hester. Is he a part of the mix now? Justin Zimmer. Let us know. Possibly at Oliver, a trade piece. That could get thrown out there. I don't know anymore. There's a lot of craziness I mean, that's going to happen with yeah. this roster. This Let year. us know what you, how you guys think our front seven are going to turn up on both offense and defense. And we'll touch on it again next week when we talk Buffalo Bills. But before we move on to the Sabres, you wanted to mention something about Josh Allen being a good caregiver. Yeah, that he is. Josh Allen <laughs> is awesome. This guy had his birthday this week. Happy belated birthday, Josh Allen. Yeah. He went out. Graham. Yeah. 24. He's only three years younger than me. I'm sitting here. He's like a man. He is a man, though. Oh, God. Uh, and he had, but, a, he had a video out with a golf swing. This kid's yeah. got everything going for him. He's got Josh golf swing. He's got... It's awesome. But <laughs> th- this dude, he went out and he bought pizza for Brockton Elementary School out, yeah. out in the city of Buffalo. Yeah. And it, it was like some cool pizza party. I just thought that it'd be cool to share. Like that, This guy he loves the community of Buffalo. He does everything he can to help. I know he's upset about having to deal with a fifth-year option on his contract. He I don't know if he's picked. upset. Well, no, but... he he kind of scoffed at a at a fifth-year option when it when the talks were out. Oh, but he? he yeah, he understands the business side of it. Oh yeah, he'll get paid. Yeah, he he'll, knows he'll get paid. He's, he's I guess paid as of right now, I've read something somewhere that he would command like forty-two and a half million dollars in a contract per year. He would demand or no command. command. Like that's 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 what they they not that he would demand it, but that's yeah. what. Based on his play, he could demand. 40. 42 and a half mil. Mahomes don't even make that. Mahomes makes 50, technically. Not yet. Technically. He, actually, I think Mahomes' biggest year is going to be like 36 million. Yeah, but that's he's got all this incentive money that makes yeah, it like 50. It. But they're saying that Josh Allen, based on the quarterback market, based <laughs> on what he's done in this past couple of years, could command 42 and a half million dollars a year. You know what? We just better hope that Josh Jacks take off so he, he gives us a little uh, home discount here. So start buying Josh Jacks and we'll get him for $25 million a year. Yeah. I'm telling you. No. I'm telling you. Josh Allen's going to be paid over $30 million a year. Well <laughs> over. Guaranteed to me. Uh, you can quote me on that. You can come back to this podcast in like two years and you can visit back on this video and be like, yo, you're so an you're, idiot. So you're saying $30 million. I'm I'm saying minimum $30 million. Greg, just out of curiosity, outside looking in, how much would you pay a guy like Josh Allen yearly? What's he worth to you? What's he worth as a Giants fan? Oh shit, I can't hear. Him. I mean, I would, I would pay probably more money than you guys would, but that's because I'm here with Danny Dimes, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would, I would pay Josh Allen fifty million. I mean, not even. Gonna oh lie. my god. <laughs> 50 million. Well, don't ever let Greg. He's a great producer. Don't let him own your football team because you're going for it. 50 million. Good. No, nah, probably probably the 35 to 40 Greg range. 35, 40. Okay. I, which I think, honestly, in today's era of football, that's reasonable. I think it's with all the quarterbacks coming out like Lamar Jackson and your Patty Mahomes, all these guys who can extend plays, make plays happen out of nothing. Um, I, I'm still calling it the Superman play where Pat Mahomes threw the ball when he was, I don't even know what he's doing, flying in the air in the in the Super Bowl. I thought that was a really cool play. I mean, those guys are worth it, and they're the ones who sell the tickets. So you pay a guy, you know, $35 million, 
maybe in a couple of years, the NFL cap space goes up again to 220 mil. It'll go up. You know, and where these quarterbacks are bringing in so much money for the NFL, it's it's not. I think a lot of these contracts are going to be projected on the NFL skyrocketing again. And, and because we're going to have tickets sold this year, we might. I honestly think they're going to break records this year. I think they're going to break ticket sale records across the country. I think they're going to break uh, merchandise sales across the country. Yo. Like, I do. I really Speak, do. Speaking of merchandise sales, did you see whose jersey is the number one selling jersey right now? Tell me it's Josh Allen. No. Who is it? Tim Tebow. Kid. I'm not kidding. He, he signed his contract, and they were printing jerseys right away. He's got the highest selling jersey in the, in the NFL right now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's Jimmy Tebow T. time. It's Tebow time again, baby. Coming oh back to you as a tight end. It's crazy. All right. I'm done talking about the Buffalo Bills. We'll touch on them again next week. We got some Sabres talk that we need to get to because the times are coming. Playoffs are happening. Uh, Stanley Cup's going to be here before you know it. And we're going to have the Seattle Kraken franchise draft take place. And something that we've been wanting to talk about here on the binge is who we think we would save, who we would make uh, expendable. So, Graham, I'm, I'm going to ask you first, though. Do you think Rasmus Asplund is worth saving? He's a borderline guy for me. Okay. I could do with I could do with him and I could do without him. It depends on who he's paired with on the ice and how often he plays. Because okay. when he does play, he flashes. Right. He he isn't quite the same caliber of player as like Casey Middlestat or Tage Thompson or ooh, excuse me, Dylan Cousins. Yeah, but he is—he's a good bottom line guy. Okay, and and he's young, and he's got some upside, and he's got some good speed. He's not exactly on my list of protect or just leave open to being taken. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have a short list of guys that I would I would not protect, and uh, it shouldn't be much of a surprise to most people. Especially if you listen to the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kyle Pozo is my number one player on that list. The guy the guy is concussion prone. He has a horrible, horrible contract that he's been getting paid. Um, and slow. Yes, he's slow. It's, it's just it's time to move on from Kyle Pozo, and I think this is the best way to move on from him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate because Kyle, Kyle Pozo, he's – well-liked in the locker room. He's always an assistant captain. Uh, the whole time he's been here in Buffalo, he's been an assistant captain. The guy has, is a great hockey mind, makes smart plays. That that line with him and uh, Johan Larson and Zemgis Gergensen yep. was the best fourth line in hockey. For yeah. a while, yeah. 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 Uh, e- even though Opozo was slow and, and couldn't really stay on the ice as much as he needed to, um, I, I really think it's time to just move on from him. And okay. I think I think that this expansion draft is how you do that. Whether you trade away like a second round pick with him, be like, here, this is the guy that will give you a second round pick if you take Kyle Pozo away. With from a us. conditional first? No. Oh, okay. No condition on that. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> this this is no no no. This is totally different. Don't even bring that up again. This is totally different. You can make deals with the Kraken, be like, here, we'll we'll trade you a second round pick if you don't take such and such player. Make sure you get a conditional. <laughs> all right i'm gonna name off my six skaters and tell me if you think that any of these are a surprise to you okay okay i've got jack eichel 
Dylan Cousins, Casey Middlestat. You don't need to exempt Cousins. Okay, so Cousins is good to go. If that's the case, well, I'll get back to that. So Jack Eichel, Casey Middlestat, Sam Reiner, Tage Thompson, Rasmus Asplund is who I have so far as a forward. I would not do Asplund. You would not what? I wouldn't do Asplund. No? Let me see yours again. You got Reinhardt. Yep. You got you to gotta go one at a time here. Yeah, I got Jack Eichel. Yep. Sam Reinhardt. Okay. Casey Middlestat. Okay. Tage Thompson. Okay. Rasmus Asplund. That's and, five. Yep. I had six with Dylan, so I have to go well, back. Well, and you need two more. Well, I got my defensemen as Darlene, Risto, and Yoki Haru. Yeah, but you need seven forwards. Seven forwards? Yes. Okay. I'll so, up. okay. So, here's the deal. I don't – it depends on what happens with Reinhardt, whether he – I would protect him or not. I think if you're trying – if you're doing everything in your power to re-sign him, you, you protect him. Okay. Same thing with middle stat. If you're doing everything in your power to re-sign him, you protect him. Otherwise, it don't matter. You just let him let him walk. If they if they want to take him, they take him. Okay. Um, I wouldn't have Asplund on my list. Cousins oh. is obviously a lock. I like Thompson. I like Eichel. Unless you're going to trade Eichel, um, you left Olafson unprotected. Well, I was going to say I'll I'll probably exchange him out for Dylan Cousins now. But if I need seven. I would have saved Victor. So I, with my seven, I would have done Eichel, Middlestat, Reinhardt, Thompson, Olafson, Asplund, and Anders Bjork, who we just traded for for uh, Taylor Hall. And then my three defensemen would be Darlene, Risto, and Yoki Haru, which would then leave me for the Kraken to pick Jeff Skinner, Kyle Okposo, Riley Sheehan, Tobias Reeder. I think Cody Eakin. I want to say, well, I want to say that most of those guys are unrestricted free agents. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I know Drake Kajula is, and I know Tobias, uh, Tobias Reeder is. Yeah. So honestly, I think most of the most of the forwards you don't really have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I know that we we haven't talked about this exactly. When you go to this expansion draft, you are allowed two options who you can protect. You can either protect seven forwards and three defensemen with one goaltender, or you could protect eight skaters yep. in a goaltender. Yep. I think in this case, if I'm the Sabres, I might pick the eight skaters, and I might protect four forwards and four, and four, four defensemen. Really? Yeah. Um, who, would I, your eight, who would your four offensive guys be then? Um, I think Will Borgen is technically eligible for this. Oh, actually, he might not be, so never mind. I take that back now. Because I was thinking that Borgen was Borgen is what would have been eligible, but I do like Yoki Haru being protected. I like McCabe or not McCabe, um, Ristolainen and Jalene being protected on your list. Borgen is eligible. He is eligible. Yes. Um, man, that's a tough one. I would do the seven and three and hope that they take most teams Skinner do the seven and three and hope that they take Skinner or one of our restricted. Well, players. Skinner is my other forward that I wouldn't protect. Right. Um, just because of his contract and how he really has struggled the last two years since he got paid pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that they would take Skinner over Opozo just because Skinner gets paid more. Yep. But Kyle Opozo is, is more, let me take that back. Kyle Opozo is less useful than Jeff Skinner is. Okay. So, and we get to save one goalie. So obviously I don't think, uh, UPL is eligible right now. So it's between Dustin Tokarski, Linus Allmark, and Carter Hutton. 
it's obvious it's Allmark, but then at the same time, Allmark's Allmark's yeah. Well, that and he's a restricted free agent or an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. So you got to re-sign him and then protect him first. There's a lot that's got to happen before the expansion draft. Um, the biggest thing I feel like is that you just need to hire a coach. I, you know, and the other thing is too, man, is that. I really don't think this is – I think this might be the easiest decision of uh, Kevin Adams' uh, year of being the GM in Buffalo because, you know what, he's he's come out in his presser. He said that he had very honest uh, interviews with his players during the exit meetings, players saying that they were frustrated about being here, players were telling him that they didn't want to be here for a rebuild, players saying they wanted to. Um, I think he has a pretty good idea of who wants to be here and who doesn't. He's made it quite the emphasis – the past couple of weeks to let everybody know that we're only playing with guys who want to be here. So we're, we're not messing around with that. We need fans in the stands to sell tickets and we need to win hockey games. So right now I feel like the seven and three or eight and one, however he chooses to do it. I think he's already got a pretty good idea of who he's keeping. And well, I think a lot of it also depends on the contract situation. Yeah. You're not going to protect Reinhardt if he's not going to resign. Well, I was also thinking, you know, is there a chance that they leave Rasmus Ristolainen out there? Like, there? I mean, there is. There is a chance. There's got to be. A there's honestly, there's a chance that any of the top guys on this team could be left unprotected. Because then I could even see Eichel being unprotected just because you, you say, hey, listen, no I'll leave. A, no, this is what you do is you. you you tell the Kraken, hey, I'm going to leave Eichel unprotected if you give me your first-round pick, which is going to be in the top three. So then you'd have two picks in the top three because we are guaranteed a top three pick finishing in last place. Yeah. So you would have – and, and then the Kraken are automatically guaranteed a top three pick for being an expansion team. Right. So you'd have two picks in the top three, and then you say, um, we also want you to go and get two other good players from other teams – we're, we're going to pick those two players for you, basically. And you need to pick them and then trade them to us in exchange for this. There's some there's some weird shit that can happen in this. But that's I think that's that's the only way I could see I could be an unprotected. That'd be wild. It would be wild. I don't – The Kraken would love I'm just that. throwing it out there. I'm, I'm, I'm like – I know you're just throwing it out But think about it's, that. If it's you're the Kraken be... and you didn't take that trade, I feel like you'd be dumb. Yeah, I mean – getting Jack Eichel. <laughs> That's your franchise player already. Still yeah. 24 years old. You you don't have to worry about drafting a franchise. You I mean, you could, do the sa- you could do the same thing with Reinhardt. Be like, listen, we know Reinhardt's not going to re- resign, but – we're going to leave them unprotected for you, but we want a first-round pick. We want that first-round yeah, pick. Yeah, I think they'll definitely experiment a little bit with that. Um, There's The only reason why I say risk the line is because if Borgen is available, I mean, Borgen, Darlene, and Yokiaru are all under the age of 23, so that's – you're looking at a brighter future there. And Risto's been there. He's shown frustration. He's got, you know, a contract that could, you know, get some space going for our cap, at least if he were to leave. So – a part of me thinks Risto could be on the block. A part of me thinks he's kind of the only big name that might be a surprise for Sabres fans come uh, the Kraken draft. And other than that, though, I think Colin Miller is the most likely to be drafted from for, us. From for the, the defenseman, yeah. yeah I do. Well, they're only allowed to pick one player from us. So, yeah. I I'm, I, honestly, dude, if – Because Colin Miller got drafted by Vegas. Too, yes, right? Colin Miller is probably going to be the guy that's taken from our team. Um, either that or Kyle Kaposa, it all depends on where they go because they can only take a certain number of forwards and a certain number of defensemen in this right, draft. Right. So, um, 
I think it's 20 players that they can draft. Okay. In this draft, or maybe more. I know they get two goalies. It's they get one from every every team. Yeah, they get one player from every team, but they have uh, limitations. Yeah, like you said, centers, wingers, defensemen, goalies. Yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. But yeah, I I think uh, getting the head coach in here, like you said, is definitely the next big move that we need to do because the head coach has to examine these guys too. Yeah. He's got to know what he's working with. So that way, him and Kevin Adams and. Uh, well, Karen not Manos to mention, too, if you're page. Kevin Adams and you make a huge mistake and you leave the wrong guy unprotected, yeah. and this head coach is looking at the roster, being like, okay, I could probably work with this, and then you lose a huge piece that mm-hmm. he wanted to work with, and all of a sudden he's looking at the roster and he's like, yeah, I don't really want to be there anymore. Right. So right. I, I think that if you lock up your head coach first before you do any any discussion about protecting players, mm-hmm. that's that's what, you, what needs to happen at this point. You know, I, I think – a lot of people out there are upset with the head coaching interviews that we've had so far from what I've seen, from what I've read, from what I've heard. Um, we're on every single fan base yes. on Facebook and Instagram. And Sabres so and we, Bills We Mafia. see it all. A lot of people are pretty upset with just the whole entire situation, rightfully so. It's been a very uh, monotonous season for the Buffalo Sabres, to say the least. And it, it's just been an upset. So this is the next move that – the fans are hoping to get right and just knock it out of the park so we can start the uphill climb after just tumbling down all season. Um, that being said, I think it's going to – I don't think they're at a loss for people who would want this job. I think they are. I don't. I, I really don't. But I want to hear your take first as to why you think people uh, don't see promise here in Buffalo because – the youth in Buffalo shined the last month of hockey. So I'm and, – and like you said, getting the, a top three pick guaranteed Ooh, and potentially having Jack Eichel and still potentially having Sam Reinhart. I mean, hockey's a little different than other sports. You can literally turn around a franchise in a season. Yes, you can. And But, yeah, this that brings up the exact point of why nobody wants to come to Buffalo is because – It's been 10 years now of missing the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You can literally turn a a team around in a season, just like you said. They haven't been able to do it. There have been a carousel of GMs and coaches that have been through here, uh, a whole bunch of different trades that have gone bad, and people just don't want to come to Buffalo. And it's the same thing in the NFL. People don't want to come to Buffalo. They don't think anything's here in Buffalo. The only reason why – People want to come play for the Bills right now is because the Bills are good. Yeah. That's the only reason why. Before that, we had a really, really hard time getting anybody to come to Buffalo. Yep. Having Terrell Owens sign a one-year contract with us was the biggest name that the Bills had seen in like 15 years when that happened. Mm-hmm. And we had to pay him out the ass. Yeah, we did. And, and every free agent, we've had to pay crazy money just to get them in the door. So... It's the same thing now for hockey, only worse, because the hockey team is it's in shambles. From the outside looking in, you have a GM that is inexperienced. He's got one-year experience as GM now. Um, the scouting department is still not fully complete. The players are unhappy. The, the ownership is unhappy. The fan base is extremely unhappy. Absolutely. And, and it's just not a good situation to come to. Yeah, you have some good, young, talented players that, that shined at times at the end of the year, but is is that really enough? Is it, and I don't, as a head coach, if I was to be a guy looking for this, I would think that that's not enough for me to want to come in. I'd want at least 
Like, like it would have to be a combination of, okay, they got some good young, talented guys, and, oh, hey, they're willing to pay me a mm-hmm. ton of money to come. Okay. So it's it's not a good situation to come to, mm-hmm. and I think that's why I'm more in the uh, the camp of it, it. it's going to be extremely hard to find a coach. Okay. See, I, I kind of dis- I disagree. I have a totally different opinion on it. I think that the – which I – Rightfully, I understand your opinion too. I really do. I understand the frustration and how this has just been probably one of the worst performances in hockey for the past 10 years. So that being said, though, the one good thing is when this team's winning, the fan base is loyal as all hell, just like the Buffalo Bills. So you'll get money coming in if you start getting the product where it needs to be. Um, On top of that, you still have Jack Eichel and you still have a youth group in here that is willing to put out. That's what they showed here. Even during a losing season, these youngsters, you know, 19, 18 to 23, were going out there and putting up against fully grown men playing the sport of hockey. And I thought it was great hockey for the Sabres the past month of of it or since the trade deadline. Um, So there's a lot of promise there. You get a top three pick. You have a front office that is updating and is kind of trying to figure out what they need to do to, to make the next big steps. I mean, we got Karamanos in here, but adding that head coach, that head coach coming in here. I mean, that head coach is going to have a lot more say than the usual franchise than just a franchise. that's just looking for a head coach. I feel like um, between these three guys with, and, and the scouting director, I think that those four dudes right there are going to have so much pull in this organization and they're going to be able to set this team up for success, how they envision it. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what we saw from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. They came in here and just cleaned house. They're like scouting department, um, they brought guys over from Philly and Carolina and right, but Minnesota. they took care. Of, they took care of most of that stuff in a single season. Yeah, they yeah. they didn't they didn't go a whole year without any of that stuff, which is what Kevin Adams just did. Well, technically, this is Kevin Adams' like first real off season. Well, I understand that, but he also I'm saying the 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 GM for the Bills, Brandon Bean, and Sean McDermott, they took care of that scouting department immediately. They they filled it and got it taken care of as soon as he was hired. They fired everybody and they brought people back in before wait long before the end of the mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. You've gone a whole year now with basically no scouting department and a top three pick. See, I think it's harder in uh, hockey though because I feel like scouts are continuously out on the road and there's probably some like regulations on well, if it's past a certain date or past a certain time frame, they can't go there because then it's just like kind of insider trading to another team. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we've had this guy out here for – he's already on – I don't know about that. I don't either. I don't know. I, but I'm, I'm saying I'm saying that you, you spent a whole year without a, a real scouting department, and that's a huge disadvantage. I, Dude, I think we killed it in the draft, though. There's a lot of people who like J.J. JJ Pedica. They like Jack Quinn. Um, we got oh, – what the heck was but it? The, when did they fire the scouting department? Was it before the draft or after the draft? I can't even, dude. Honestly, I don't know because I want to say stuff it was out. around the same time. But you'd already had you you had scouting reports on all those players yeah. before that draft. Mm-hmm. So yes, you killed the draft with the scouting reports that you had. I'm saying right. now you don't have any of that because you had a whole year without a real scouting department. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? They're gonna knock it out of the park. I I hope so. But, <laughs> but that, like this is. I guess that's just the kind of the point I'm trying to make is that the organization is still in shambles. It's not very appealing to a coach. I, I think they're going to – I think they have plenty of 
especially college coaches. I, I mean, if money. you can, if you can come in here and turn this franchise around, you are going to be legendary in Buffalo. I mean, that's another thing that I mean, we still talk about Lindy Ruff. That's what I mean. You're gonna be legendary. I don't think if, anybody's gonna live up to Lindy Ruff right now, though. I do. Or, I think Donnie G. I think Don Granado should have a chance. I, I really do, and I'm surprised his name hasn't been in any of the conversations. It is. For the it is. I haven't seen it at all. Kevin Adams straight up told Donnie. He goes, listen. I want to go. I want to talk around the league. I want to talk to a lot of people. I want to go through all avenues before I make my final decision. But you are absolutely Don involved G. in the conversation. Don so, G. yeah, dude. Like that Bro, just sounds like you. You make him sound like a freaking Wahlberg. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. He's Donnie G, man. The Don. The Don, dude. Like how? That's the best nickname for a coach in the NHL. The Don. Like, I think Don Granado should have a chance. He's gonna have a chance. Bruce Boudreau is set up to have a meeting with the Buffalo Sabres. And that's a name that's been thrown around all season uh, in terms of the Calgary Flames, the Seattle Kraken, and the Buffalo Sabres, and now the New York Rangers. Um, another mm. name that I was tro- – Tochette? Is that is that how you say it? Tochette? T-O-C-C-H-E-T. Rick Tochette. Toche. I don't know. Do you know, I don't know who I'm talking about? No, I just know that he's a coach that his name has been thrown around. I've heard his name a whole bunch of times. I have no idea where he coached or what he's done mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he is, to be honest with you. But I'm surprised John Tortorella's name hasn't been thrown out more. Um, I, I know that we talked about it with his connection to the to the Amherst, uh back in the day being the head coach of the Amherst. Mm-hmm. Um, he did do well in Columbus at times. I think last was it last year, the year before that they swept the Lightning in the first round of the playoffs. Year before, so two years ago, he's he's been in the playoffs. He's got playoff um, experience. Sorry, I'm, I'm blanking right now. He's got playoff experience, and it's something that this team kind of needs. Phil Housley didn't have playoff experience as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Ralph Kruger didn't have playoff experience as a head coach. Yep. And and I know that we attempted that before with um, not Jason, but uh, Bilesma, I think his name was. Why do I keep I keep blanking on all these coaches' names because they were so long ago, and it's just a, it's just a, a rotating door of shit, <laughs> and I'm sick of it. I want a solid coach in here. I think Don yeah. Granado did a really really good job. As the interim head coach this year, I think that he definitely deserves a chance to continue the job, especially with this young group of guys that he's already familiar with. A little bit of continuity in in the building would be something that is needed, I think, at this point uh, because of the like the fact that everything else is just in shambles still. Yeah, I, I really, I don't th- like. I said, I don't think it's a good, a good. I don't think it's a good opportunity for a coach to come to Buffalo at this current time. Okay. Um, I think that Donnie G has shown that he is going to be very compatible with this group, especially the youngsters. That's something that Kevin Adams also, you know, made a point in his presser end of the season presser was we want the right coach. Like there's a lot of guys out there with big names who have a lot of success, but are they the right coach for the situation here in Buffalo? You need somebody who's going to be able to communicate with these players and get them to play at the top of their game. And it's going to be like, we're, we're definitely trying to progress players faster than we should. And, and I, I say that for Dylan cousins. I say that for Jacob Bryson. Um, those guys like, really? yes, I, I, I know I thought that they played really I well this like, year. Man. I feel like they're NHL caliber, but I feel, I also feel like 
in a in a in a good organization like the Capitals, the Lightning. Oh, they, yeah, like they that, wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't the even be on the NHL roster. If which they were, they'd be in help, the bottom four. Yeah, which would help their like. Or the bottom, but well, the bottom two lines. Personally, like I just feel like staying with your group. I don't know how else to word it, but think about it. if you ever played little league. There's uh, minors, advanced minors, and then majors. And at times, kids can get asked to get called up to the majors. And sometimes you see those kids just flatline, like their their progression just collapses. They they stay the same player they were in advanced minors, and they they don't really become better. And then you see some of the players who decided to stay there. And that their game kind of stays with their group and they move at the pace of everybody else. I don't think that bringing up Dylan Cousins and Jacob Bryson was a bad move. I thought they played great hockey. I just think that in a, in a functioning organization that was good, they wouldn't even have touched the ice in the NHL. And that's all I'm saying. Like, you could have. That's a nice take, actually. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's something where. But the thing is, is that these guys proved that they could they play. Can they, they, no, no, no. They proved that they could play at this level. Yeah. Even with a, 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 a horrible team. Like, and they, like, and they definitely jumped them into that situation. Yes, they did. It was a situation that most. I mean, I mean, Dylan Cousins is nineteen years old. Yeah, and he played in the he played in the ECHL yeah. all last year. Yeah. Um, another coach's name I'm hearing out there is Mike Babcock. We talked about Bruce Boudreau, Gerard Gallant, Mike Claude Babcock. Julian. Uh, is he the he was the Leafs coach? Yes, and yep. we were talking about how he changed <laughs> the Leafs and then whatever. Um, I, I'm not a fan of that I'm, idea. I'm curious to see how Caramanos and Adams really attack this situation because that that is such a big part. I mean, you got a, a disgruntled Jack Eichel. Like, your head coach could determine if Sam Reinhart leaves, Ristolainen causes a scene. Like, look what just – Ralph Kruger did for the Sabres last year. They brought in Taylor Hall literally just because Ralph Kruger was the head coach. Right. So is a name going to change it? Or is a guy that gets in there that you never really heard of who calls Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt in on private you know, meetings and blows their mind with how intuitive he is and how he speaks to them and makes them feel part of the situation more, they're probably more susceptible to try to go along with what's happening here. And I think that that's something that Donnie G – has I mean has done for this group. I think the guy you're more worried about is Sam Reinhardt. Jack Eichel is under contract. He's going to play regardless. Whether he is happy when he's playing is a diff- totally different story. Mm-hmm. Sam Reinhardt's the guy that you're that at this point you need to impress. Yeah. So I honestly I think Don Granado is your is your best option right now. Mm-hmm. I really do. I don't think bringing in a guy that's unfamiliar with any of these guys is a good idea at all. Whether whether he's got the pedigree or not. And th- and that takes me back to the point like. These youngsters are already used to playing with them. Right. Um, the goalkeepers, we had six goalies this year. That like this Donnie jumped into a coaching position that was literally just abysmal. Like you there were so many pieces to pick up. You he he still didn't even pick them all up, but he put together half a puzzle with the pieces being scattered all over the room. Right. Like it was it was great to watch what he could do. And Dealing with injuries, COVID, and all that stuff, just with your forwards and defensemen, then having to deal with injury after injury to your goalies, this guy, I feel like, just knocked it out. I really do feel like he knocked it out of the park and handled every game professionally. Was not afraid to say and talk about his players, which I know I really liked, and I know you liked that. I loved it. He was just a straight shooter the whole season. It was great. Um, It it does kind of bring up a little bit of a conundrum, though. So we're talking about how – 
at least I am a coach might not want to come to the Sabres looking at the players that are that could possibly be leaving and the situation in the organization as bad as it is might not want to come here but then the other hand you got players that probably like Reinhardt probably want to see who you're going to hire as the coach first before he makes a decision on where whether he stays or goes Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like one of those things where one affects the other, but the other definitely affects the other. Right. So you need you need to figure out which one is more important first. Hundred percent. You need you need to get a coach in there. Don Granado is the guy that is he wants the job, mm-hmm. and whether you interview guys or not, you need to bring him back. I, I at least that's how where I am in this. I wasn't a hundred percent sold on him toward the end of the season until I realized that th- this guy is using basically a screwdriver as a pry bar when you, when you need an actual yeah. like pry bar. Yeah. And that's just a little construction thing. And that, that you, you get what I'm saying. You get what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's using a screwdriver in a way that he shouldn't be using a screwdriver <laughs> because he doesn't have the right tools available to him. Right. What's going to happen when this dude does get the right tools. Right. That's, that's what I'm excited to see. That's what I was getting it, at it, with like the goalkeepers. Like you yes. have a healthy Linus Allmark all year. Linus was showing flashes of dominance in the NHL before getting injured both times. Like, before he got injured the first time, he had, like, two shutouts. Yeah. Or he had one shutout, and he let up one goal the next game. Then he got injured, comes back. His dad, um, his dad's situation handled that and then comes out and plays great hockey again. Like and then he gets hurt again. Linus was playing top of the line. So is that something where if you got him for a full year, how do, you, how do the Sabres look with – I mean, you could say the Everything same thing about on. Eichel, though. Yeah, exactly. If you got Eichel healthy for a whole year, was is this a totally different story? Exactly. Is Ralph Kruger still your head coach? Because yeah. he, because Jack Eichel bailed you out of the, out of all the problems. Yep. So I, I think we're in the same spot where we both think Don Granado should be the head coach. And I think um, just for camaraderie reasons. Yeah, I and I, with how he just handled everything. I I really agree with you on that. That and. I like the idea of John Tortorello only because he's already familiar with Rochester. He, he, yep. he, know, he knows he knows how the fandom works, so he yeah. can look at that and be like, okay, I really don't give a shit usually what the fandom thinks. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's a bad situation, and I kind of – I got to make somebody happy, and at least if fans are happy, I can, yeah. I can say like, hey, listen, I'm putting, I'm putting asses in the seats, man. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't care if we're winning, losing, if I'm making too much money. Who, who's making you guys well, money? That that's what I was actually gonna get at there too. Is I man, this sweet tea is just so sweet. Just watching what the Pagulas have done here with the Bills and the Sabers. The Bills, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean got their paychecks. They got extensions this year. Yep. They're getting paid. But at the end of the day, the Pagulas love saving money. So I think that's what really helps Don Granado here too. Yes, it um, does. Is the fact that he is an interim head coach. And his his price tag is not going to be nearly as much as Bruce Boudreaux or Gerard Gallant or Tortorella. Like those guys are like, hey, I've been in the business for twenty plus years now. Let's go. I I I've earned this. It's yeah. kind of like it, it's just kind of like anything else. If you know if a trade, you you mark up because you know what you're doing. If you own a grocery store and you're the only grocery store around and you've been doing it for twenty years, your vegetables are forty cents more than going away. If you're the only gas before. station within. 80 yeah. miles, you're marking that gas up like crazy. They always, yep. They always talk about you, you pay tell for the them there's a shortage. You're always paying for experience. Yep. And uh, Don Granado has shown a lot of promise, and I think he's not even close to the price tag of some of these big-time names. And I, I feel like that's where Kevin Adams is looking at this, like, hey, 
did we find a diamond in the rough with Don Granado? Is, is this a guy that just happened to fall right into our lap out of all the craziness that happened in the year? Is this the one good piece that actually went right for us? Is it Donnie G? Uh, I think the signing of Jason Caramanos as assistant GM is really going to help Kevin with this because Caramanos has hired head coaches before. Um, he knows what to look for in head coaches, and he knows he knows all about rebuilds. Well, he can delegate some stuff yeah. to him also, which yeah. is, a, is a big thing because Kevin Adams did the whole year basically on his own mm-hmm. and had nobody to help him out, and we saw the repercussions of that. We saw the inexperience. Yep. We, saw, we saw the effect that that had on the organization, and now you have a guy that is has been willing to come in to help you as your assistant. Yep. And I, I really think that Karamanos is going to have a lot more power than people think. Probably. Um, I, I think that this this coaching decision is going to be a joint decision. They're both going to have to agree on who it is. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be Kevin Adams saying, well, I like this guy, and this is going to be the guy. I don't think he's going to look at it this way. I think he's going to be – it's it's going to be kind of an um, – a, a collection of different ideas in yep. the room and okay do we like this guy more than this guy what are the reasons okay how does everybody feel about uh Boudreau? how does everybody feel about Torella? yeah how does everybody feel about Don Renato mm-hmm. so, I, I really think that it's it's going to be a combination of thought that that comes up with the with who they're going to hire but I, I I'm just in the in the boat that this is the immediate move that you have to make before you even talk to players about re-signing absolutely and and locking up a head coach is because who wants to come to a team like who wants to re-sign with a team that has no head coach and you're in the same position that you were at the end of the year i think this is going to be figured out by the end of the stanley cup i it's i feel like it's got to be figured out before then it might even it might even i I don't know the the limitations with covid for nhl right now if they're all lifted because Congratulations, everybody. If you are able to walk out without a mask, welcome back to a little bit of normalcy. Yeah. It's great. I, but I don't know if there's still regulations for them, uh, the professional athletes and the sports. Uh, so we'll see how that unfolds. I do, you know, I think you're right. I think they might have a head coach before the Stanley Cup's over because I think the Stanley Cup is about three to four weeks out, right? First round, the first round. The first round started. of the playoffs is, no, it's, it's more than half over. Is it? Yeah, but right. there's... Three rounds, four yeah. rounds. Okay. The fourth round is the Stanley Cup final. All right. Well, make sure you like, follow, share, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, anywhere you watch your podcast. Make sure you tell us who you think the Buffalo Sabres might go with for a head coaching candidate. And if you think Kevin Adams is going to make the right move or not, are you happy with uh, how this team is moving forward in terms of the fact that He's at least in conversation with some players that we're worried about losing, like Reinhardt and Eichel. Are we? Are you thinking that they're going to be able to rebound from this and come back strong next year? But who do you want for the head coach? Let us know. I'm, I'm pretty interested to see how the fan base feels about this question. Because- I, I also want to know what pe- who people think is going to be the player that is picked from our team in the expansion draft. Is it Colin Miller mm-hmm. or is it Jeff Skinner? Is it going to be Kyle Pozo? Who, who are we leaving unprotected that, yeah. that they're definitely taking? I think if we – if we leave somebody unprotected, that's that's going to be taken. It's going to be Colin Miller. Yeah. That's that's my guy that I'm saying is is if he's unprotected and he's on the board, that's who the crack are yeah. going to take. If if you guys have the time to, you know, write down your seven uh, offensive and three defensive and one goalie. If yeah, you want put, to, put we'll it talk in the comment. It. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. We'll compare everybody's uh, ideas and just go over what what the fan base thinks. So don't be afraid to comment on that. And as always, check out our merch. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, we now have merch. Um, Greg is probably going to pop that up on your screen so you can take a look at that and we would love for you to buy it if not 
you know, it, it is what it is. But leave us your comment. Do you like some of the logos? Do you think we should change it up a little bit? Um, we'll get a poll out there for the ones that people like the most. And we're going to keep making them, too. We're not even set on right. what we're doing. I mean, that this is just stuff that we've pulled together, the three of us. We're going to be getting some more professional help done uh, with our logo going forward for some more ideas. And we'll get those out to you for your comments. And, and just to see what you guys want. Uh, this isn't a show where we think we know everything and we don't. And uh, honestly, we're both kind of dumb. We, we, no, <laughs> I know. I, I'm just kidding. We're, we're not that dumb. We, we, we're just we're big fans of the Bills and the Sabres. We love to have conversations with other people that love the Bills and Sabres. And we know that not every fan agrees about the direction of both teams at any any point. Yeah, we, we've had long arguments with people about uh, the Bills in particular, a friend of ours who, who yep. thinks that some things are are perfect and some things are, are just, oh, no, he's not that good. He's not <laughs> worth the price that he's, they're getting paid. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? Bottom line, we want you guys involved. We like getting yes. everybody involved in the conversation because we know there's multiple opinions out there. And some of them are kind of crazy, in my opinion. I'm sure some of my opinions are crazy to other people, but we love it. So I'm keep minor, it coming. We appreciate mine are crazy. <laughs> everybody who's tagged along today for the show, thank you so much for coming in here. Uh, like I said, drop a like, a share, a follow, let people know. We just want to keep growing the, the binge community because it's been a great time and getting together every Sunday with you guys, with Eric and with Greg, it, it's a great time. It's something we all look forward to here on the binge every Sunday. So thank you again. And I mean, if you got anything for the people, buddy. Yeah, I, I just want to say, guys, uh, don't forget, we have a YouTube channel. So go check us out on YouTube. It's at the Buffalo Binge. Uh, make sure that you guys subscribe there. Show some love to that. We're trying to grow that along with our Twitch. Make sure you guys head over to the Twitch page, hit the follow button, and definitely share today's podcast. Like he, like AY said, we're trying to grow this community. So the more you guys share, the faster it gets out there and the faster people see it and go, oh, okay, these guys look okay. Or maybe these guys look like ass and I want to just talk shit to them in their chat, <laughs> which we're totally cool with that too. If you guys have opinions that you don't agree with, put it in the chat while we're going. Put it in a comment after the video. We, we want to know what you guys are thinking at all times because yeah. it's we we get sick of our own opinions sometimes. Like, I know I do. I want to hear what everybody else's opinion is and, and, and tell you why I think it's a good opinion or not a good opinion. Yep. And, and start a conversation. I agree. I agree 100%. So cheers to another week. Have a good one. We'll see you next Sunday. And as always, binge on. Binge on.